Well, hello, hello and welcome. It's me, it's Mark at Trucking Answers, and we are back for another exciting day here. So sit back, put it in the big hole, and let's get going. I'm here with Gracie, my co-host. She's orange, and she's ready to go today. She's just scratching right here. I have a scratcher next to me, so she was doing some of that. Now, on the last podcast, I commented that Texas, I think this is funny, is about to be taken over as the number one downloaded state in the country, and they pulled way ahead <laughs> since that podcast. So I guess people in Texas are like, yikes, we got to get all of our friends to download it. Kind of funny, still 42 countries, we'll probably stay there for a while, I guess. We cover one-fifth of the planet's countries, approximately, with this podcast, and uh, that's pretty good. We'll say one-fifth of the universe's uh, countries, because we don't know if there's any other countries, so I'm sticking with that right now. So today we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news, and yet another reason why we are not on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? I'm going to tell you, because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot, stupid, dumb people on this planet that we have to continue to pay for dry cheese sandwiches for them in prison because they're dumb, idiot, stupid people. And I can't get to Mars because of it. Thanks a lot. All right. So there we go with all that. Six out of seven lockdown Canadians agree that this is the best trucking podcast in trucking uh, podcast land, and I appreciate that. More poutine for you. I had this discussion with a friend of mine the other day, so wanted to share it with you. He's always about, uh, calls himself a strict conservative, and always is, so whenever I bring anything up about a company, whether it's trucking or, you know, any company, really, it doesn't matter what it is. I'll say these people have to, you know, work too many hours here or they don't like working there, whatever. doesn't matter. He always says, well, you know, Mark, uh, people don't have to work there. It's a free country. They can quit. They don't have to stay there. It's uh, the free market economy. People can just quit. They're not required to stay there. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah. All right. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Gotcha. And now, and now he's singing a different tune. Mark, people don't want to work anymore companies can't get anybody come in they don't want to work i go whoa 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 back it up there bucking bronco um i thought it's free market and people don't have to work anywhere they don't want to work i'm like uh what happened to all that oh well it's just people that just don't want to work anywhere i said they don't have to work i thought this is the free market that for you to or a business right to attract people they need to provide an attractive place for them to work and if it isn't somebody's going to come in for whatever reason, it doesn't really matter the reason, right? If we're talking free market, people can work somewhere or not. So, like I see around here, it's 13 to 16 an hour at most fast food, and many of them still can't get people. They have problems getting uh, people to come in. I've gone to Burger King. Like I say, I go there every Sunday morning, get uh, breakfast, and sometimes it's been closed. Sometimes there's a sign that just the dining room is closed, although I go through the drive through Uh, But that's been closed, too. They can't get anybody to come in. And that, my friends, is the free market. He doesn't like it. Oh, people are being paid to stay at home. All that is done. Those days are over. If you're at home, you're getting unemployment, regular unemployment, which in Indiana is $390 max, and that is taxed, and it's based on how much you make. So if you were to leave a fast food restaurant or whatever, you wouldn't get $390 because you're probably not making enough to qualify for that. And you'd still have to get it, you know where the firing is such that you would get unemployment. So that can't be it. Maybe there's another reason. Maybe people don't like mind-numbing, dead-end, stupid jobs that are horrible. In fast food or trucking or a warehouse where you do the same thing every day, wherever it is. 
Maybe people are just sick of it. They're like, you know what? I can drive for Uber, set my own schedule, and make just as much money. Because depending on where you are, you can. And so then you don't have to go to a job. You don't have to listen to some stupid boss and either sexually harass you, uh, depending on who you are, or just treat you horribly, or be an idiot, have dumb meetings all the time. And none of that. Nobody likes any of that. And now people don't have to tolerate it. They figured out during this uh, illegal lockdown, in my opinion, over the, you know, in the last couple of years, that they don't have to go to work. They can go do other things. They don't have to go back to that job. And so that is the free market at work. We can't have that both ways. And people say, look, which I get a lot of letters like that. Mark, you talk about this company, no good. People don't have to work there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But now the people who can't get people to work, Mark, people are refuse to work. No, no, no. They don't have to work at this company. And since that is the case, why doesn't that work in trucking? Now, yeah, some companies, you know, a lot of mega carriers, especially have a really high turnover rate and nobody's going to have a zero percent turnover rate. There's lots of reasons people leave a job, good and bad. You know, when we eventually move, I'll be leaving this job. Does that mean they have increased their turnover? Well, they'll have to replace me. Uh, maybe they won't. They'll just retire my truck. Finally, he's out of here. Probably throw a party. But so people leave, they move. They have different reasons for quitting. Now, once you get into the 100 to 150% turnover, it's not just people moving. Okay, it's you. But why do places like that continue to get people? How does the market solve that problem? I always thought that too, that, you know, being a free market person or whatever that, oh, you know, the market will just take care of this and people will just stop working at places that are lousy and those places will go out of business. But that doesn't seem to happen, does it? That doesn't seem to happen. Some of the worst offenders still get people because they get so much money, presumably from the people that come in. There has to be a thing to it. They cannot just run this huge turnover, still run a big profit. And then people can't tell me, oh, well, they're not getting, they don't get any government money. Please, how else would they get money, <laughs> right? And if there was all this, you know, shortage, there'd be all these empty trucks. I wouldn't get any letters from people that have to wait two or three weeks to get a truck. That wouldn't happen if there was a shortage because there'd be a lot of trucks sitting around, but that doesn't seem to be it. And what somebody wrote to me, which I never really thought of, companies hire the number of people that they think will quit that week. So if they have a 100% turnover rate and uh, that terminal has, you know, oh, 365 people, <laughs> right? 52 people, that'd be perfect. Every week they'd hire one person to take over that one spot because they know somebody's going to quit every week to for that turnover. But some weeks nobody quits. And so then they have excess people and no trucks. And then the next week there might be, you know, four people quit and they've only hired two to fill in. So that's likely how that kind of thing works. I just wonder why... Why in trucking this doesn't work? Because, and I maybe I get it because, you know, for 20 years I did the same kind of thing on the road, sitting around, not getting paid for a lot of the time, but I got out of it. How do, how do some people not ever get out of it? I just, I guess one day I just like, I'm done. I'm done. You're not paying me. I'm not coming in. Right. It's, uh, you know, all time should be paid time. And until, until it happens, right, I, I'm not coming in. I just made a kind of a change, and I don't know why that doesn't happen at all places. Now, people always say, look, Mark, I want to get paid mileage because if I got paid hourly, I wouldn't make any money. 
So if I got paid by the hour, Mark, I'm not going to make any money out here. I got to get paid this mileage, 50, 60, 80 cents, whatever it is, a mile. I won't make any money. Okay, I hear you. So, and I think that's what companies have kind of bamboozled people into thinking. Uh, yes, and I use that bamboozle. I'm sorry that children might have, had to, might have had to hear that word if they were in the back seat of whatever, wherever you're listening. You know, my apologies. But uh, what if companies did advertise hourly pay? Would you take the job? So if you're out five days, would you take a job that advertised, say, minimum wage, seven twenty-five an hour? That's one thousand one hundred sixty dollars for five days. Okay. What if they advertised nine dollars an hour? People would be like, Mark, I'm not working for nine dollars an hour. That's one thousand four hundred forty dollars for five days. What do you think about that? What if they said twelve bucks? Most people would still say no. I'm not going for twelve dollars an hour. I get more than that at McDonald's. That's $1,920 a week is only $12 an hour, right? Many people that work five days do not make that much money. How about 17 an hour? How about, what if they said, look, all 17? People most likely are still no. I would not work for $17 an hour. All right, that's $2,720 for five days. Do you make that much now in five days as a company driver? I would say most people do not. All right, that's only 17 bucks an hour. $25 an hour is $4,000 for five days, even, okay, at just 25 And there are plenty of local jobs at 25 to $35 an hour. I find them all over the place, no problem. But people, if, they, if the same company that they're working for advertised 12 bucks an hour, most drivers would turn it down, even though that's $1,920 in five days. It's all perception, folks. It is all perception. When you figure out the numbers, it the numbers just don't come out super good. So remember that. Think about what you're doing, uh, you know, what you gross, and divide it out and figure out what you're making actually an hour for all your time away from home. And that's the all I'm saying is that time at work should be paid uh, for everybody. Same as a teenager at Burger King. All time at work should be paid. Something to enrich a company should also enrich you. I don't think that's too much to ask for people. I'd really like to see that as part of the truck school curriculum, how to figure out your hourly pay. I think many people would be very surprised at what their hourly pay actually computes out to at the end of the week. So as we roll north to Canada, we see that they've invoked the Emergency Powers Act, whatever that is. And the uh, Trudeau has said, I will remove the trucks, quote, undo whatever it takes, unquote. What does that mean? Will you shoot people? Would you shoot your own citizens? Will it come to that? Will it come to that? Now, somebody wrote to me on Twitter and said, Mark, they don't have freedom of speech and stuff in Canada. That's why people can't talk there. So I looked it up, and there is kind of a freedom of speech thing, not as robust as here. It's ha it's limited by being reasonable, whatever that is. Like, uh, you know, some things you can't say if they're unreasonable. And in, in some of the provinces, you have to advertise, like, example, your advertisements in French. The words in French have to be twice the size of the words in English. Nice. Nice. So, okay, I'm with you. They don't have the same type of freedom of speech. But, you know, freedom is never given to people. It has to be taken. You know, you get your freedom. It's never just handed to you. They talked to one driver who was waiting, and he said, look, I got to go. They're threatening to affect our money. 
you know, because they said they would freeze accounts and everything. He goes, so I can't have that. I got to leave. And so there you go. So that's what they're going to do. They'll just crush you until you can't take it anymore because there's just not enough people there. What should happen is the square should be full of thousands of people there in Ottawa, tens of thousands. But that should have happened in 2020 in March when the first person said you can no longer run a business you can no longer have an income you can no longer leave your house at some places uh that should have happened then i went out nearly every day did videos <laughs> basically dared the police to arrest me they can't but this is not canada okay apparently uh there's two different uh things at the line and i'm just disappointed at that i think i'll read a line here from the declaration of independence of the united states Right. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That's the thing. If, you, if you're going to go up in somewhere and talk about freedom, you're going to have to really do something about it. Freedom costs. And I put this on the live show on Monday on YouTube, which goes every 12.30 p.m. every Monday, for those of you that don't know. Shameless plug. I talked about the fact that there are consequences to going along with tyranny and there are consequences to resisting tyranny. Okay. You have to decide what consequences you want. That's all there is to it. It's just as simple as that. See, I don't think you can be free unless you have a choice. There has to be a choice to have freedom, even if the choice is a bad one. Even if the choice is not in the best interest of everyone, it has to be an individual choice. That's what has to separate us, I think, from the savages in the rest of the world, which is basically almost everybody else, who think it's okay to demand people do something to themselves, whether or not they want to. You don't get to tell people you have to be a pauper because you won't take a shot on just not for it even if every piece of evidence said look mark if everybody does this society will be better off i don't care how about that i'm for individual freedom and choice your choice what happened in my body my choice you know you see those signs i don't see people holding those signs up anymore huh and generally it's the same people that think that uh, the government should demand you do something with yourself so uh so there so i'm moving over to swift we talked about this on the live show. I think this is super interesting. Swift night transportation, let's get it right, is going to have drivers team with the truck. Oh, yeah. This is for people that don't listen to the live show, maybe. If there's anybody like that, who's not watching the live show? Swift and Knight, right, are going to have... They're going to partner up with Embark, right, which is an automated uh, truck company. There are a number of them in the country that are getting bigger and bigger. And what they're going to do is kind of the idea that I had. So they're kind of stealing my idea. That's what I'm going to say, which is the driver is in the truck and the truck is team driving, but there's no teammate. It's you and Hal 2000, the truck, the road parts, the interstate parts, the boring parts as the automated truck companies call them the easier parts which is the interstate will be driven by the truck and then you get off the ramp or whatever and you drive in and i think that's probably easier logistically to get started with than what ultimately i think will transition to which will be the truck will drive with no one in it 
from lot to lot and drivers local drivers will pick the trailers up there and go deliver them that kind of thing but initially if the truck can drive part of the route without you and they can get the law changed so that you can be in the sleeper you could put more miles on that truck now here's the thing let me ask you a show of hands who wants to be the first one to get in that sleeper and let the truck drive itself if you think it's terrible teaming with a teammate you think you're going to die every kind of every time the truck hits a bump wait till the truck hits a bump and there's nobody driving it how are you going to get any sleep i'll tell you I don't think I'd be able to sleep under those circumstances. I just can't imagine it. Every bump, every th it's going to have an alarm or whatever. I don't understand how it's going to work because right now there has to be somebody in the seat currently, a safety driver, as they call. And they by the way, they do the safety dance while they're in the seat. They have to be ready to take over at any time. And so they're going to. And so if that's the case, if you are in readiness to drive uh even the dot says even if you're not driving that's considered drive time so currently you have to log the time in the driver's seat as drive time so they got to get that changed otherwise there's no point you're not really saving anything maybe initially it will have the person log that time and you'll just continue to rack up the regular miles as the truck learns that's probably how it'll start because laws have to be changed first but eventually eventually you're going to get more miles maybe that truck then rolls at four thousand miles with one driver you know who that benefits the company they'll get more miles in that truck which equals what more money more money must be the money okay that's the thing and you'll still get what regular money i don't know how they'll pay the driver they didn't say i assume you'll get a salary because they couldn't lower your mileage rate so you got the same money and I cannot imagine they would continue to give you the same mileage rate. Maybe they will. The truck's expensive. All that stuff. Will they continue to give you, you know, 50 cent, 50 cent, 60 cents? What if you're getting 60 cents and suddenly you start getting 4,000 miles a week and you're only driving 2,000 of them? Will you get $2,400 a week? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the first few drivers will. It would certainly encourage you to do it. There'll be some early adopters to do it. Now, look, I love this technology. I do. I love it. I think it's going to be a great thing for trucking. I know some people on YouTube and that are saying to oppose it or whatever. I'm not a Luddite. I don't oppose technology. I don't oppose new things that help people. I don't see anybody with pitchforks over like at the Subaru plant griping at all the robots in there. And yet still a lot of people work in there. Okay, so nobody gripes about that stuff. I'm not griping about it. I'm all for it. But I'm not going to be the first one to sleep in the truck while the truck drives itself. I think they'll solve it. I do think they'll solve it. And I think a lot of the road driving eventually will be done without a driver. Will I see that where a truck goes, you know, say from Schenectady, New York to say, um, I don't know, Portland, Oregon, something like that? I don't know if I'll see that. That's a lot harder to do. I mean, heck. All the roads were closed for three days here a couple of weeks ago because it snowed. All the cars off the roads, basically. So what will an autonomous truck do? It'll just park, I guess. It won't have to be paid anything. It doesn't have to idle. It doesn't need vacation, workman's comp. It doesn't take the day off. It doesn't call and complain to the boss. It doesn't say, I don't want to go to New York City, which is what I would say. It doesn't do any of those things. It just goes wherever you tell it to go. But before it can go through cities, there's a lot of learning. They got to do a lot of book learning back there before they can get that. But I could see 
Swift, especially at night, they had a lot of loads, so maybe they run a lot of these south loads. And maybe a driver does Jacksonville to, I don't know, Yuma and back every week. Solo. How about that? Solo. What do you think about that? Not bad. Just stop the fuel. Bring a portage on in there. Maybe Swift will even provide you with like a, a voucher so you can go get a bucket at Home Depot. Because really the only reason the truck would need to stop then is you. The truck doesn't need to stop or anything. It doesn't need to go in and sexually harass the waitresses at the, all the restaurants and tell trucking stories at the counter. That's drivers. So really these drivers, what they will be doing, and the people on YouTube are right about it that have done videos, is that they'll be training their replacement. And I agree with that. That is eventually that will happen. Now, not for everybody. Remember, this is not going to be every truck driver. The oversized loads, it's, you know specific kinds of loads there'll still be a lot of that it's not going to be everywhere for the foreseeable future okay a long time if you're eight years old listening to this podcast right now you could get into trucking and you could still have a whole career in trucking i think and still make a good living your whole life that's my opinion of it uh, of course i won't live to see that just being my extreme upper 30s but still i do think that is possible to have a whole career in trucking just getting started today this is coming though okay and opposing it just what are you going to delay the inevitable i don't think so i don't think so so just go with it because it's going to help personally i think you know people should be home with their family as much as possible because really that's what's important isn't it isn't it in the storms and that who's there with you who do you call like you park somewhere at night who do you call a boss and talk to him hey how you doing boss what are you wearing you got that tie on I saw you at work today? No, nobody does that. Okay, they don't call their boss on their off time, right? You call your family. So this will help people get to that because actually it will decrease the over-the-road jobs and increase local jobs, at least initially. So that'll put an interesting uh, spin on what's going on with that. And yeah, so as they increase local jobs, these road drivers will go take those jobs and it would lower the local pay. I agree with that. That's coming too. That's coming too. I, I, I'm still for it. I'm still for it, probably against many people on YouTube, but I'm still for it. I now have some information about the Hummer EV pickup truck. <laughs> and I don't know, look, all right, let me get into this details and I'll talk about this for a minute. So the Hummer pickup, the specs are out, specs, specs. They've been talking about this pickup truck like nonstop, like Hummer ad budget must be crazy. Get this, 329 mile range, okay. 9,063 pounds is what this thing weighs. 9,063 pounds. And the price for the first edition, which is the one that's going to be out first, uh, hence the name first edition, $110,295. Uh -huh. What do you think about that? You do get a uh, tax credit with it, like a $7,500 tax credit. And maybe some in your state depends on how many they've sold of other EVs and stuff. Are you serious? This is not exactly the game-changing pickup truck that people are touting. You can get a really nice gas-powered F-150, like super nice, King Ranch, Lariat, Dude, Big Dude Edition, or whatever they're called, for 80 85 and you'd never spend you know $35,000 in gas just to get up to this. Plus, you still have to pay to charge it. 329-mile range. Here's the thing. 
in Indiana, the base pickup truck plate to 8,500 pound plate, you're going to have to bump the plate price. So not only do you get charged extra for the plate, EVs in Indiana also get charged a flat extra rate, 250, I think, for an EV and 150 on a hybrid. But so 250 on a year registration plus you have to go to the next class of pickup truck plate because the thing weighs so much. This is not exactly something that everybody's going to be able to buy and park in their garage. Not only that, at 110 295, you're looking easily at 2000 a month. You got a 7% sales tax on that. We're at 120, 7.5% in Indiana. 120 plus options at even at 0%, you're $2000 a month for 60 months. Are people really paying $2,000 a month for basically a GM, a General Motors car? For 110 I'd be rolling in a Rover, okay? I'll tell you that right now. I'd be down at uh, Tom Wood in Indianapolis picking up my Range Rover for that kind of money. I wouldn't be bebopping around in a first year. And like I say to everybody, never, never, never by the first year of any model vehicle, no matter what it is, always give them a year to work out the kinks. Okay, so always get at least a second year. So this first one, and look, GM, let's be honest, they don't have like the stellar reputation of some companies do for reliability. And this thing, oh my gosh, $2,000. Think about that $2,000 a month payment on your car. Okay, and how much house? You could probably, what, get three fifty. Tree fitty four hundred thousand dollar house for that maybe more than that that's ridiculous so they're touting this all the automotive press is all like all swooning all over themselves all drooling on it oh it's so great we have to have it look there's not going to be that many made you're not going to probably see that many on the road and this is not some kind of thing that every person is going to go by and commute to work in this gigantic nine thousand pound pickup truck so that's the story on that stuff but the 2017 and 2018 chrysler pacifica hybrid minivans are being recalled because of fire risk now this is a serious recall because what chrysler stellantis says is do not park them inside do not park them near buildings do not park them near other vehicles green eggs and ham Okay, do not park them near anything and do not charge them. Okay, these are plug-in hybrids. I should say that, right? Where you could plug it in and charge it. Stop doing that, they said. Don't charge it. Don't park it near anything that's flammable. It could burst into flames at any time. They've bought several back to see what the problem is, and they're asking them all to be recalled. And what they're going to do in the recall, they think, is shut off the hybrid system until they can figure out how to fix it because the thing could just burst into flames. So don't park it anywhere near anything that could burn up. You need to figure out if you only have somewhere to park it in a parking garage or whatever, that's a problem. Some parking garages, by the way, as an aside, do not allow electric vehicles in their parking garage. They do here. Lafayette has a parking garage downtown. Downtown. That people can use. Downtown. Remember that song? That people could use. <laughs> what am I doing? Mark, What? It's the, it's the Earl Grey. It's getting to me. But they have a parking garage downtown, which is free on the weekends, and they do let you park there. They have a couple of charging things inside there. But this, don't park it by other vehicles or stuff. It just It gives a black eye to the whole... You know, hybrid thing, because the thing gets good mileage. You're looking at 40s in town when it's running the hybrid system and a plug-in. That's not bad on a minivan, really. That isn't bad.
Now I think it's that time when we discuss why I can't live on Mars with all the beautiful people. And that's because there are a bunch of idiot people here that need to be taken care of and fed dry cheese sandwiches on white bread. So we go to Nebraska, home of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Am I right? Am I close? All right. So so we find a dude living in a basement apartment in Nebraska, and it's cold there. So his walls are very cold because they're made out of cinder blocks. He's tried to insulate it, but didn't work. He tried with beer cans, you know, by stacking them up there not helping schlitz cans they just don't stack you know like they used to so he's sitting around at his metal folding chair with that light hanging he's got a fan running in the background and so the lights kind of swinging around giving that film noir look in the apartment and he's like boy i wish this sewer drain didn't overflow with sewage all the time into my room anyway He's done drinking, you know, a 12-er of, you know, Milwaukee's best. And he says, you know what I need to do right now? I need to go for a drive. Because what's better to do after drinking than going for a drive? So he gets out in what presumably is a Subaru Justy and heads on out on the road, fires up all three cylinders and gets down the road. He, though, he's got a little problem. See... He can't stay in between the lines. He's, in fact, all over the place and gets called in by numerous alert citizens. And they turn on the bat signal, and so the police come. And they pull him over and go, Sir, we think you're drunk. And so they do the tests or whatever. And while they're doing that, they look around in his car after they arrest him. There is a container in the car of sour cream. Now, what they say, do a dollop of Daisy... We all can agree with that. Delicious, but it's labeled. See, this is the this is the difference between a mastermind and the rest of us schlubs. This guy probably on his way to a Mensa meeting. You know, thought I got to get to my Mensa meeting tonight to discuss theoretical physics. Anyhow, he is way ahead of the cops in case he ever gets pulled over. You see. He labeled this. He put a piece of masking tape on there and wrote on it with a marker. Not weed. <laughs> All right. Perfect. See, that'll throw the cops off. They have no idea then. Oh, they look in there and they go, well, can't be weed. It says so right on the container. But it turns out this cop, also a Mensa member, takes the weed, which is not weed, right, downtown, a downtown, there it is again, right? And test it. It turns out it is weed. Who knew? Who almost got away with it. Cops like, well, can't be weed. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He goes, psych. Turns out it is weed. And he gets arrested for that as well. DUI, possession of weed. Uh, you know, all this other stuff, just great. And I guess they probably towed his Justy and, I don't know, threw it in a in a trash bin because they're not very big. This And so where is he? Jail. Okay, what are we doing? Feeding him dry cheese sandwiches with our tax dollars instead of living our lives on the beautiful planet uh, that which is Mars. 
Schwarzenegger, you know, he made a documentary about it. If you recall, I keep telling you that. What a sad thing that is. All right. So that is why we do not live on Mars today. And I, of course, would welcome all your comments, good and bad. Uh, you can tell me that, you know, your ear hole appreciates this or it doesn't. Whatever you like to do, markettruckinganswersnation.com. This goes out every Tuesday, Friday, weather and circumstances permitting. So be sure to sign up and download the, uh, you know, your favorite podcasting app in case you're just listening to this on the sly without that. And we'll see you on the next podcast.